And episode three of the Footy Sphere podcast. We're coming up into the festive season and a great day of Boxing Day fixtures. Andrew, we are joined again by my trusty teammate over here. How are you doing, man? All right, I'm good in you. I hope you're having a good uh, festive period. Yeah, man, it's been really good. It's been really good. And how's yours been going? Oh, going well, going well. As a Spurs fan can't say it's uh, been going that well. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah. last bit of fixtures, I unfortunately was away, so I didn't really get to watch any football, which was a bit of a shame, but I kept up with the results, and what is your your thinking about those results that we saw last time? In terms of Premier League, it it, it, it was a big matchup between Saturday and between Sunday. If you look at mm-hmm. where we were on the Saturday, everything pretty much went to plan. We didn't expect much from the Arsenal versus Everton game and that ended up being one of the worst games of the weekend. I actually watched that game from start to finish and honestly, I thought Ketan uh, and Ancelotti were going to hand in the resignations at halftime. It was that bad. It was really a game where no team actually wanted the win. Uh, Freddie Jungberg didn't start a good team as going forward. He left Pepe and Lacazette on the bench and it was just a terrible game at at that. And for the rest of the fixtures on the weekend, one of the best fixtures that I watched was on the 4 o'clock kickoff, and that was Wolves versus Norwich. Uh, Norwich went one up, and then from there, Wolves slowly just pulled him back in, and then a late winner from him and his. Uh, it was actually a good game. All right, yeah. So I also heard some things about that Everton-Arsenal game that I'd like to repeat what you've just said, that it was one of the most boring games that people have seen in the Premier League in a very long time. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what the new managers do because they're obviously going to get their first stint out this weekend and it's going to be very interesting to see what changes they're going to make and how those teams are going to react to those changes. Yeah, uh, I think everyone's saying Angelotti going Everton doesn't have the squad. If you look at the Everton squad, man for man, they don't actually have a bad squad. Yeah, exactly. And the same, and the same, same with Arsenal now. What what type of play will Arteta go for? He's a Spanish player who's come from Arsenal, come from Everton. He's a ball playing person. He spent time under Pep Guardiola, Man City. Are we going to see this free flowing Arsenal again? Is Everton going to turn into a possession based team now? No, well, I'm wondering. I'm actually very interested to see how Arteta like steps up to like being the main man in charge. Um, is he going to bring his own identity to the team or is he going to take a bit of what he's learned from Pep and almost use a similar style by, but also putting a little bit into his own? Or, as I said earlier, will he use his own unique style and just take on, like, in terms of coaching abilities that Pep has shown, so how he coaches and what he brings to the dressing room and not necessarily going to implement the same style of football on the pitch? Yeah, that one hundred percent. And what do you think of Arsenal and that uh, dressing room? Look, to be honest, I don't follow much of Arsenal, so it's hard for me to say. But from people I know who are big Arsenal supporters, they seem to think that everything is quite negative down there. Um, the players aren't happy with each other. The players aren't happy with their roles in the team. So it doesn't seem like there's a very happy camp. But we know when managers come in that tends to change because the players know, okay, it's a different scenario. We're in a different environment now. Let's let's listen to what this guy has to say. Let's push it. And it does tend to create a bit more of a cohesion within the dressing room. So I think 
at the moment, Arsenal's not in a good place. But with Arteta being there, definitely for the next few games, I think that dressing room will be a lot more positive. Yeah, I, 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 I think so as well. I think Arsenal do have a point to prove now and have something to go forward because they have nothing to lose this season. Just everything yeah. to go on. Maybe make a Europa League spot or something like that and just go from there. And then we'll see where they can go from there. And talking on that same breath now, the Carlo Ancelotti for Everton playing Burnley this weekend. Um, yeah. That's also going to be pretty interesting because we know Carlo Ancelotti is a winner. We know yeah. he's done it. He's won some big trophies. I mean, he won those two Champions Leagues with AC Milan in that short period of time. So he knows how to get the most out of teams. Um, at the moment, we see Everton struggling. They're sitting 15th on the table. Uh, what do you think he's going to do there? I think... Coming from the way he plays, the way he does things, it's going to be structured. He's going to say, right, we're not going to concede much. We're going to set up from the back. And going forward, he's going to have his flies and Richarlison and co. We're just going to make sure they're going to grind out results. Um, they're going up against a Burnley team that have won the last two, believe it or not. And they're actually on course to stay up quite easily. They're on 24 points right now, and I think they'll be fine. And the same with Everton as well. I think if they can just build on the season... Get to a place where, I don't know, they can finish mid-table, get some more money into the club. I actually think next season they're going to be okay. Because, like, if we look at Everton, though, they've already spent quite a bit on the squad that they have. It's not like they've been modest yeah. spenders. They have spent quite big. And yeah. as you said earlier and when we were chatting now, you said they've got a pretty good team. Like, man for man, they've actually got quite a solid team going. So... Yeah. They have shown that they've wasted, well, not necessarily, I wouldn't say wasted, but the way that the team is working with the money they spent, it's definitely below where they should be. Um, yeah. Do you think more money in will solve that? Or do you think Ancelotti structuring it a bit better and using the players he has, which we know are really good, to just play a bit better football, play more as a cohesive unit and see where they go from there rather than just spend more money because we've Everton have now had first-hand evidence that that's not what's going to make the team get better. True. I, I, and, 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 and what you said before, a new manager changes something in the club. And you saw it now with Dominic Ferguson coming in. Under Dominic Ferguson, they beat Chelsea 3-0, they drew with men at 1-1, and they drew with Arsenal this week. If you were to tell them they get one point out of those three games before this, they would, they would, they would have taken it. And now for them to get five points in the last three and look at those fixtures, I'm thinking to myself, they could be the team that turns around this. They actually could turn around and do something with this. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about Bernie there for a second. I never got to see the game. I don't know if you did. Uh, yeah. Any comments on how they played? Because I know that they, Jay Rodriguez scored right at the end there. Yeah, it, it was a dull game again. Not much from either side. And then snatch and grab again. A, Another 1-0 win for Burnley. They did it the week before against Newcastle as well. And I think that's the Burnley way. Against teams in and around them, there's going to be a lot of snatch and grabs. They're going to be happy to get a, a 40 points and then work from there. I don't think this is going to be a big game for Burnley and things. I think Everton actually have a good game here. This is a game where they can go out, maybe play a bit more. But the one thing they have to be careful of, Burnley in the air. Burnley in the air is going to be a dangerous team. And I think they're going to work from there. Okay, so it's a good time for um, Ancelotti at home and he's in front of his loyal fans now for that club. As we all know, Everton has a very loyal following. Yeah. Um, his structuredness could maybe 
nullify Burnley's air thing? Because when a team's really well structured, it is also difficult for teams to play their game. Yeah, true. And I think Ancelotti comes from the mindset of defensively, let's be sound, don't give them anything and work from there. And Burnley don't have the best going forward now. I think we could see something from that. I think we could see a, a good Everton win this weekend. Yeah, definitely could be. So, next game I want to chat about is the Sheffield United and Watford game. The reason now why I want to talk about that is because Sheffield United are sitting pretty in the league. They are currently fifth and only four points behind Chelsea. Yeah. And we all said it. Come December, are they going to keep it up? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? They've only lost one game in in, in December. That was a 2 0 loss to Newcastle. And since then, they've been on their merry way, just winning. Uh, they've been, un- I mean, in the last five, they've only lost one game. And I'm thinking to myself, this could carry on. They're going to easily be safe. They could easily make Europe here. And if they continue on their way. But they have a tough run of fixtures coming up. And I think if they get some points versus Watford here, this could be the game that cements them in the top ten at the moment, no? And how easy do you think this game will be against Watford? Seeing that Watford, before this last game week that we just had, they were on a really bad winning streak. I mean, losing streak, to correct myself, sorry. Um, They won that game against United. Could they also bring a surprise to Sheffield? Could they make life tough for Sheffield? I think they could. And the reason I say this is, I think it was our first uh, podcast we said, Watford didn't play bad against Liverpool. Watford yeah. looked like they could do something going forward. They have something going for them. And our Troy Deeney's back. He's, he is the poster boy for that club. And they drew against Palace. They lost to Liverpool. And then they went and beat United. And I'm thinking to myself, there could be something on yet. They had a rough run in December. They had to play Leicester. They had to play United. They had to play Palace. And Liverpool. And I'm thinking to myself... I honestly think Watford could even even they come up with a point in this game, a point mm. is above the bottom of the log. All of a sudden now they are three points from Villa and six points from Saints. They win this. They three points to get out the bottom. And I think, I think this could be a game where they can target because Sheffield will not be looking behind them, not looking ahead of them. They're just happy where they are at the moment. They look at Watford, and Watford could use this as just a, a game, like free-for-all. Let's see what we can do with this. And Nigel being there now will be good for them. If you already did at Leicester, I think he could be good here. Okay, that's a very interesting way to look at it. Now, staying on the Watford um, side of things, yeah. Man United. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Pogba back. I heard in that game, despite them losing 2-0, when he came on, he looked quite promising. From what I heard, he created a, quite a bit more. The whole passing game got a lot better. Yeah. So they're playing Newcastle, who yeah. actually have been doing pretty well recently. Um, what do you think about this game coming up? Uh, the, 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 the United game. Uh, I don't know what to think of United this season. They go up, they... Beat City, beat Spurs, then draw to Villa, draw to Everton, and then lose to Watford. I I just don't know. It's like if you took away all the penalties in the 2019 season, they're only going to be on seven points. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is ridiculous to know where this team is. And I watched them play against Watford, and they had nothing going forward. They bring Pogba in the same team and looks like their best player. He's playing these raking 50-meter balls. He's finding the man. It's unbelievable what one player can do for the team. Um, yeah. I just don't know where they are at the moment. There will be an Old Trafford on, on, on Boxing Day, which is always a good thing for them. But you know, Newcastle are going to be gunning for them. They, they had that rivalry in the 90s under Kevin Keegan and things like that. And ooh, Newcastle, uh, I, I, I honestly think Newcastle could get some here. But the problem with Newcastle is they can't score a goal to save their lives. Yeah, but uh, Newcastle, if you look at the form table, they're sitting fourth in the league. Um, they've won three out of their last five and they've only lost yeah. one. So, yeah. like, I'm agreeing with you. I think if United don't start stepping up and playing with the potential that their team does have, yeah. Newcastle's going to probably give them another scare. Yeah, I, I, and honestly, I think Newcastle will come away with something from this game because, once again, it's a free game for them. Um, they actually look decent this weekend. Uh, I was I was actually uh, watching this game uh, with, with 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 a few mates, and we kept saying Newcastle in their own half and into the opposition's uh, half, they look brilliant, but they can't do anything in the last third. The biggest problem is that last third of this. Mm. If they can find a way to score goals, it'll be amazing. They used Jolitton and Carroll this weekend, and then they subbed. And then they subbed off Jolton halfway through the half. And even though they're not using the long ball enough, they scored a goal uh, with, with Almiron, who finally broke his duck at Newcastle. But I think um, uh, Newcastle could have something good this weekend. I think if they use the long ball against that United defense, there could be something on you. Okay, interesting. Now, let's push ourselves to the match of the weekend. I'm pretty sure all football fans know which one that is. Yeah. Liverpool and Leicester. Okay. Um, you, we know now that Liverpool are coming back from the as FIFA World Club champions. They're yeah. club champions of the world at the moment, running on high. Still running very high in the league. I mean, what we've had the one loss so far. No, no we haven't no, lost. No. Hey, we drew. If yes, I'm correct. Drew. Yes, yes, we drew. And so Leicester City losing to City, it's a bit of a setback for them. They're definitely going to want to come out and not fall further back, not only in the title challenge, but they don't want to go below Man City. Yeah. And if and now let me get your take on this now. You guys had two games in two days. You guys played a pretty B team uh, against Monterey on the Thursday, and then you guys played mm-hmm. a big team. Uh, against Flamingo on the Saturday. Where do you think Liverpool will be this weekend? You're looking at the big boys coming back. Remember, you guys went to extra time as 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 well there. How do you guys feel about coming back? I know you guys had some break, but you guys are going to have a few games over the next few days. Where do you guys think you guys will be? Well, this game is a bit of a nervous one for me, to be honest. I do think this is a game where... We could be tested really hard. I mean, if you look at just our previous game at Anfield against Leicester already this season, we were pushed really hard by them. They were really good. They came to us. It was a 50-50 game. Leicester really made life difficult for us. As you said, we've come out of this World Cup now, and we've we've taken a few injuries. Wijnaldum got a bit of a knock in the training there, so he didn't play much. Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain's now out as well. So yeah. Klopp is definitely going to have to rotate his midfield. 
I do think the back four will stay the same. The front three will stay the same as it is a really massive game. But those guys are also probably feeling a little, feeling it a little bit. I mean, it's not only are you playing in such a short space of time after playing two games in a space of like three days, you're now traveling quite far and completely different temperatures. I mean, you're coming from a, a country where you've been playing where it's quite mild, it's quite cold, it's a little bit rainy. Then you go to almost a desert-type country where the, the heat is exceptional. Now you've got to travel back after you've just acclimatized to that, travel back, acclimatize to the cold again and play against a team that's been in that environment now for quite a bit of time. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it as well. I'm like, could Leicester get something from this game? They're at their own stadium. They're at the King Power. I still feel that you guys, even if you guys come out with a draw here, you guys will be happy. I think oh, Liverpool no. will be happy with a draw. I think I'd be happy with the draw. As much as, obviously, we want to win. I mean, we've been spoilt as Liverpool fans this season with wins. If we yeah. come away with a draw, considering all the factors, it's not a terrible result for Liverpool at all. Yeah, I think a draw will be fine. And thing is, you look at the form of Jamie Vardy as well. That man up front has been absolutely exceptional this season. And Leicester's defensive record is something else as well. Uh, they've conceded the least amount of goals with you guys. I mean, with yeah. Liverpool. And they've only conceded 14 goals this season in 18 games. And I'm like, this team defensively has been sound. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, everyone thought with Maguire potentially leaving that they were going to struggle, but then they got Sionku in. And yeah. I think it's just also a big testament to Brendan Rodgers' style. He's also a very well-organized coach. I mean, he knows yeah. how to set up a team. 100%. I think the setup of the teams will be very important this weekend. And there's one other fixture that's going under the radar here that I just want to speak about. It could be a... It's a Top six battle again. You have Wolves versus City. And I'm looking at this game. I'm going, the last game against these two, Wolves took it to City and absolutely destroyed them. They beat them on the break with that power and pace. Could you see something happen, uh, happening again? Man, to be honest, as much as I would love it to happen, I don't see it happening. I don't see City letting that happen twice in one season. I know that Wolves are going to be at home. But we just saw City playing against Leicester, who you just said are one of the top defensive sides, and cut that defense open and sometimes made them look rather amateur. Yeah, they did, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think Wolves are just really looking forward to this game because they show up against the big team. They really, really do show up against the big teams. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly think with City now, they're getting a few players back. And I think City... Look like they're up for it. I looked at that Leicester game and City looked like they're up for the fight again. And it's going to be really dangerous to see them um, come out of this uh, period now. Because you always say after Christmas is when things happen. January, February, and all the injuries and Champions League comes back. Would City gain their players back? Do you think they're going to have enough? Yeah, I mean, I think City's going to have this. I think they've got this game in the bay. I don't think it's going to be easy, but yeah. I do think they will come away with the three points. They're just too strong at the moment. I mean, they move the ball quickly. De Bruyne is hitting his form again. That guy's incredible. I think yeah. it's just going to be too tough for Wolves this weekend. Yeah, Not this uh, weekend, yeah. sorry. This uh, 26th, this Boxing Day fixture. Yeah. Christmas time gets me confused with the calendar. <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's like you wake up, you don't know what day of the week it is, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get on to the fantasy Premier League side of things. 
Let's hear what you have to say. Okay. Um. Last in the last uh, episode, I because I predicted it'd be quite a low scoring week, and it was it was a thirty eight point average. It was really, mm-hmm. really a weak week, and what really pushed over the edge was the Sunday fixtures. Spurs did nothing. United did nothing, and it really, really affected the way the games were. The bench came off as well. Remember, we said that Norwich team will come through again. Cantwell came away with ten. Vardy again on the score sheet, which is amazing. But the biggest thing that we're going to have this week, suspensions, players on their last game for the four, the five yellow cards, and the rotation that's going to come into this. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, what I wanted to speak to you now, just about picks. Um, we saw Danny Ings again. Yeah. Having another great score, he's scoring two goals. Um, he's been in very good goal scoring form in the league so far this season. Would you not think it's time for fantasy managers to start putting him in? I mean, he's tied with Tammy Abraham, Obama Yang, and sorry, yeah, he's a tie with Tammy Abraham, Obama Yang. He's one goal more than Marcus Rashford. Do you not think fantasy managers should consider putting him into their team? Oh yeah, I think from 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 the beginning of December that should be in the option. Uh, Ings has been absolutely amazing for the Saints. And honestly, the way things are going, I can actually see it going for a few more days or for a few more fixtures. The one issue I do have now is that rotation. If you look at our next set of fixtures, the next set of fixtures on the 28th and then the 4th. So in the next five days, you have three game weeks. So if you actually want to have a little punt, I say Danny Ings could be absolutely amazing. The form is in. It's ridiculous. I can't believe how well he's actually doing for the Saints. Yeah. He's literally been the the big game changer for them. I mean, their season was going horribly bad. And yeah. he's now put them into the position outside of the relegation zone. <laughs> yeah. 100%. He's been absolutely amazing for them. Um, the other thing that uh, fantasy managers should be aware of, again, I said it would be a low-scoring week because... Five out of the seven of the top seven played each other or had a bye. We have the same issue this week. You have Wolves playing Man City, and the last game on Boxing Day is Leicester versus Liverpool. The issue that that brings is these teams take points off each other. If it's a low-scoring draw, defenders are hurt. If it's a high-scoring match, defenders again. And if it's a low, uh, and if it's a nil-nil draw, the attackers are out the game. Many players have anywhere from five to eight players from these four teams. So it's again, your differential here is going to be the big pick for the weekend. Yeah, definitely. Those differentials are important. I mean, just in my last one, Ings was in my side and he was like literally the game changer for me in our, in our league. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing. You have to be looking at your differentials. Um, and if you look at the fixtures that are coming up, Spurs play Brighton on, on the lunchtime kickoff on Boxing Day. Remember, no Son Yung-Ming coming off a demoralizing game against Chelsea. Do they have anything left? Kane and Ali, do they, they're going to be the two players there. But can you trust them? Remember, we went down 3-0 against Brighton beginning of the year. Yeah, that was, that was the game I think that cost Poch's, uh, his job there. The next game could be a point called it. Norwich Villa. Both teams going for something there. Pookie, Cantwell, Grealish. There's something on. 
It could be a few points there. Uh, the Bournemouth Arsenal game, we're just going to have to see what um, Mikel Arteta plays up front because Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe, you just can't trust them for their price tags at the moment. Yeah. Um, with the way Arsenal's playing, do you would you back any Bournemouth defenders? Uh, no. Not? Not at the moment. Uh, just... They, uh, with Arteta coming in, they're going to be up for the game. It takes one moment of magic to get yeah. that clean out, and I don't think it's there. The other game that could be okay is that Chelsea Saints game. Chelsea, even though they kept a clean sheet for Spurs, they haven't been good at the back during December. And you know what Saints have been like. Your boy Danny Ings has been really getting into the goals. There. I could be seeing a 3-2 win there for Chelsea, and it was like that. Tammy and Ings could be good in that game. Okay, so Tammy and Ings from that match. Crystal yeah. Palace, West Ham? Crystal Palace, West Ham. Now, it, the second most transferred in player this week is Wilfred Zaha. Even though yeah. Palace aren't scoring a lot of goals, they are keeping clean sheets. So, for me, I go the other way and look at Kelly at the back. Uh-huh. You could do uh, Guy Uta as well there. Um, West Ham really, really are struggling. Since the first five games of the season, I don't see anything from that. Zaha could be a good differential at the moment or just a good pick. Um, yeah, the next one is Everton-Burnley. Everton, I, we have to see how Carlo uh, Ancelotti sets up that team against Burnley. That could be a low-scoring game. There. That could be the game that ends no no or 1-0 to Everton there, I think. But would you also, maybe if you're saying we're talking about punting and taking risks here, yeah. Richarlison? In that match with Ancelotti's structure and maybe find and knowing, teaching the team how to use their strengths and getting Richarlison in there because he's obviously their most dangerous threat at the moment. Yeah, yeah, because I do think uh, Richarlison will, will be the main threat. They're not going to go for Moises Keane at the moment, uh, check Tucson as well. He's not going to be the main man. Richarlison is the man up front. Look at that. Also, look at Lucas uh, Dingy at the back. We took it, uh, a lot of managers took him out over the last month or two. He's going to come back with the crosses and with the way of playing. And if you're going to play with that wing back uh, way that Ancelotti likes to play, he could be dangerous as well. And if we're looking now at the Sheffield and Watford game, Delafoy, what's your thinking of him being also another punt option for the guys? Oh, the NFL has been good. Huh? And that Sheffield defense scares me a little bit. The like of Lundstrom in there, they've been dangerous there. Um, this is a game where I honestly think it could be your high scoring uh, Boxing Day game. Uh, Delafeu could be your punt, but I just can't trust Watford at the moment. I haven't seen enough games from them. I want to see one more game from Watford just to see where, where they're like. I'm not I'm not 100% on Watford at the moment. Okay, fair enough. So you'd say starting Landstrom on your defence would be a good option. I'm sure a lot of guys have him. I mean, he's been in the team of the week quite a few times. So he yeah. should be picked by quite a few guys. Do you reckon he's a safe bet there? Oh, yeah. Uh, Landstrom will, will, will be a safe bet there. And remember, he is the most picked um, defender at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he is... A very good player there. If you look, if he, if uh, if he's too expensive, Baldock is an uh, another uh, Sheffield um, United defender. You could look at five million only nine point three um, uh, percent of uh, managers have him. 
have a look at what he can bring to your team as well. The biggest issue is both Landstrom and Baldock have four yellow cards. Oh, yes. So, pick up one more. They will be missing for the weekend's fixture. Okay. That's an interesting yeah. thing to take into account. The yeah. next match, I'm not really going to dive into too much. The United-Newcastle. Um, yeah. There's not really anyone there that I would suggest to put. I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that. No, no, no. At the moment, I just can't trust either team at the moment for the options. So, none for me. And the Liverpool-Leicester. This is an interesting one. Do we back the Leicester defence who have been really good against Liverpool's half-flying front three? I know personally I'm definitely going to have both Salah and Mane in my team. It's just something I'm going to do. What is your thoughts there? Um, If you you have to bring your players back. For me, I'm going to start Mane. I'm going to start Robertson at the back. But I'm also going to back Vardy. The thing is, you have to back your players here. I'm 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 hoping for a high-scoring game, even with my Liverpool uh, defenders, because Robertson and Trent will give you assists. Yeah, that's the way it is. Robertson Trent gives you assists. Salah, Mane on the board again. The one problem, the one player I'm really scared about now is Bobby Firmino. He hasn't been fantasy option, but he's been good for uh, Liverpool. So if you have Bobby Firmino, maybe look at a Mane or a Salah option at the moment. Okay, yeah. Bobby Firmino did score two goals in the Club World Cup, so he is yeah. finding the net. Yeah. Um, Madison, what do you think? Do you think he's a good option on this? Do you think all the Liverpool midfield will be able to handle him? Yeah. Um, the thing with Madison is the set plays. You look at the corners, you look at those free kicks, anything outside the box, he's been good. And I will still keep Madison. Madison is still good enough. And against the big boys, he does show up. So I think has to be there. Okay, now going on to Friday's match, Wolf City. Would you still keep Jimenez, start him against City? Because we do know their weakest point is their defense. Oh, yeah. The way Jimenez has scored in the last few game weeks has been unbelievable. I think he's got eight in his last 10. And will show up against the big boys. So, mm. 100% Jimenez in your team. And I know a few weeks ago I said De Bruyne out. We're not sure where we're going to go with that. I I think De Bruyne back in. <laughs> yeah, you've got to. You've got to. He's playing very well, man. De Bruyne has been something else in the last few game weeks. Um, and for the guys who took him out, it was a risk. It didn't pay mm. off. So, now mm. we just have to hold our hands up and say, right, the brother back in, we can do. What do you think of Riyad uh, Mahrez as the outside pick? Because I'm actually looking at him, and Mahrez has been decent. Mahrez. Oh, yeah. You reckon he'll start this weekend? The only thing I have with Mahrez is, like, how often does he start? He's always in and out of that side. That's the biggest problem. Since game week 13, that's the last six game weeks, he's only started three games. And he's been off the bench three games. But even though he's got three goals and one assist, I'm looking at this game. Under Pep, who do you trust? And that's the biggest yeah. issue. Brian is, the, I think, the only person you can trust at the moment. I think also Jesus at the moment because he's just oh, yeah. finding goals. I definitely think Pep's going to back him for a bit now. Start getting yeah. him blending into their team a bit more. Uh, the one thing is, Aguero's on the bench this weekend, huh? Yeah. So... As we say this, as this go, you know, 
how it is Aguero shows up and can you keep that man on the bench for too long? I think it's all going to depend if Jesus keeps putting goals in because Jesus is scoring goals and he's playing great. You don't want to yeah. take a guy off that's doing that because then you're just going to ruin his form. So long yeah. as he's scoring goals, I think he can keep Aguero on the bench. Yeah. And do you think uh, he may go to a two front or you think he'll stick with the two with the one strike up front? Sure, that's actually very interesting. Um, I don't know. I think he might stick with what he's doing for now because it's working. Yeah. But you never know with Pep. He could say, okay, I want these two on. Just put some goals in. We don't know. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that's that's it for this week. Um, just a reminder that the next game week is on the 28th. So yeah. 26, 27, 28, 29th, there's games. Then the yeah. first games again. So in a matter of five days, three game weeks, just make sure you're making your changes, making your plays, and going from there. Sure, Devin. Andrew, always good to chat to you, man. Same to you, Ty. Have, have a good Christmas and Merry Christmas you to too. all the listeners. And good luck to your side. Hopefully they can improve their, their games. Same to you, man. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, bye.